we set our hearts apart. They're open, Lord. And Lord, as we read your word, as you speak to us, Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd fill this room, Lord, with your presence, with your love. And I pray, Lord, that tonight would be a fresh outpouring of your love, Lord. Lord, tonight that you'd give us a, a fresh anointing, a fresh uh, experience of your love for us, Jesus. And I pray this this evening, Lord, that not one person will miss out, Lord, that your presence will, will flow to every person, Lord. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, where there's areas that we might be guarded because we've guarded them for the wrong reasons. Holy Spirit, help us to soften. Help us to receive you tonight. Help us, Lord, to receive your love. And so, Lord, tonight I thank you for your presence. I thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, I pray you'd help me to articulate what you want to say. And I thank you, Lord, for your presence right now. And we just again thank you, Jesus, for all that you did on the cross for us. You, you had finished everything. Look, you came to do what you did. But on the third day, you rose again, victorious, and you're alive. And we, we praise you, Jesus. And Lord, tonight, be with us even more, we pray. Amen. Amen. Isn't God good? Awesome. Why don't you, we're, 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 we're enlarging, so turn to someone and give them a high 10. A high 10. And then grab a seat. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, band. Awesome. Cool. Are we good? Are we good, church? Um, oh. Uh. Yeah, uh, as as Pastor Justine said, there there's a there's Sophie's off to Tonga doing part of the medical mission team there, and and I'm off to the Philippines, and 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 that's going to be cool. But um, you know, next year what we're going to do is we're going to advertise the mission trips a whole lot earlier and a whole lot wider, and so uh, so there's more people to go on these mission trips, and that we can come back and and share testimonies of faith, testimonies of just God's grace and goodness all around uh, His great earth. Amen. And so, um, but I want to just say to you, if you've got mission on your heart, just save three grand. All right. Just save three or believe, believe for three grand. And then you're financially ready to go on a mission trip somewhere. And then uh, just that's pre-planning, right? Right there. That was really good advice. If you didn't get anything out of the message, take take that information and run with that. It'll set you up for next year. But um, uh, please, please pray for me. I'm allergic um, to heat. And uh, I'm going to the Philippines, and I'm going to melt. I looked at the uh, weather forecast, and it said 32 degrees for the next 10 days, and 28 degrees at night. Wow. That's, that's, that's going to be enjoyable, praise the Lord. Uh, but hey, if that's the worst thing that uh, I'll have to endure, uh, I just need to take a teaspoon of cement and harden up. There you go. That's for Georgia right there. 
Uh, no, it really is a privilege, actually, to go to the Philippines. Uh, the Philippines is the most, uh, is the highest density uh, country in, in the world. What I mean by that is per square foot. So I, I, I don't know if I'm going to articulate this correctly, but for every human being in the Philippines, they have a, the, the smallest amount of square footage uh, to themselves uh, than any other country. Does that make sense? Oh, I'm proud of myself, right? Um, and and so it's very, very highly uh, uh, populated, uh, and and obviously lots of stuff goes uh, with that. And so we're reaching out to with we're completing an orphanage that we started building last year when we went, and uh, we're also going to minister and and in a leprosy colony where we're going to be uh, on and going into the rubbish tip. Because for some people, the rubbish tip is a really good place to live. Um, and so we're going out there, we're going to minister, and, and we're just really believing that God's going to go before us. And, and the same with, with what's happening in Tonga. You know, we're starting to get some real favor in Tonga with, uh, with not just education, but also with the uh, medical team going over and doing a lot of screening and picking up staff early. And uh, you know, a lot of people have been... Uh, uh, looked after early rather than late. And so, um, yeah, please pray. Please pray. Uh, there's nothing, uh, if you've never been on a missions trip, uh, I, I'd encourage you to, to go on a missions trip. You'll, it just does something in your spirit. The first uh, real missions trip I went to was when I, we went and did, uh, uh, and we went to Samoa and we did tsunami relief. And um, so we went into an area that was devastated by the tsunami. And uh, listened to people as well as helped rebuild. And, uh, and it's an amazing privilege to listen to how someone's auntie was killed and someone's mother was killed and, and uh, how they're regrouping and, and rebuilding as a community. And you're just there uh, with them and, and bringing light into a, into a hard situation. Uh, I've packed my bag. Oh, I'm packing my bag. I haven't packed my bag yet. Uh, they'd be lying. <laughs> I've put the tools in it that I'm taking anyway. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm basically, I'm packing a bag that I'm not bringing home because that's the, that's, that's the reality. I remember going to Samoa. I basically came home in, in jandals, some shorts, and a T-shirt because that's legal um, to get on the plane. I left everything there. I left my old sneakers, everything, and, and they were like brand new shoes for some people. And so it really is a privilege when you go on a missions trip. And so um, I'd encourage you to start saving, and uh, I know it will bless you. And so um, please pray for us, though. So is that cool? Awesome. Um, this morning, I shared that tonight I wanted to talk about love. Um, I, would, I just want to put a blanket statement out there. I am not qualified to talk about this subject. Uh, I know how to love to a certain degree. Uh, I would say probably you know how to love to a certain degree as well, but uh, I wanna, I'm want i just going to say tonight, I, I reckon it would be a good thing if we just say, I need to learn how to love. Uh, I need to learn how to love. I mean, for all the single guys out there, this is something that you would need to repeat and repeat and repeat if you want to be a husband one day. Uh, you know, and basically, and guess what? It's the same for the girls, the same for the ladies. You need to learn how to love as well. But tonight, uh, my prayer is real simply in the next 25 minutes uh, or, or so is to, is to try and articulate 
the, the love of the Father, the love of God, the love of God, because the love of God is, is amazing. Um, but, but the problem is we, we confuse it. We confuse the love of God. We, we, we align it with some of our own natural experiences. Uh, but tonight I really pray uh, that I can articulate this and get it uh, across. Um, I want to start with a question. What would you be prepared to do for someone else? Just what would you be prepared to do? Say, say you know, Roy would like to buy a house. I know he'd like to buy a house. Would you love him enough to give him a deposit for a house? 40, 50 grand these days? Or maybe not, you know. Some of the flats in Dunedin, probably about eight grand or eight dollars. Um, but, you know, maybe... Uh, you know, but but just this is, is just a question. What would you be prepared to do for someone else? We know the story about the Good Samaritan. How how three people came along the road and saw saw a, a person a, a Samaritan beaten up on the ground, and and you know a priest walked by and sort of oh that's Samaritan. I'm out of here, sort of thing. And and I can't remember off the top of my head. Someone else walked by, and the, I'm not having a part of that. But then, 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 then the Samaritan, sorry, came along, and uh, and looked after the person. In fact, took the person, put them in a hotel, uh, paid the innkeeper, gave him extra money to look after him, and came back to find out whether that person was okay and whether the money that he had, they they paid was enough for the care. I mean, could you do that to someone you don't even know? You know, I love doing some things. I, 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 I love playing sport. But is that the love of a father that we're talking about tonight? I don't know if it is. Uh, you know, a few years ago, actually probably 25 years ago, some of you may be able to put your hand up for this, but there was a great song that Jeff Bullock wrote. It's called The Power of Your Love. Who knows that song? There's a few hands. Maybe we'll bring it back. Maybe we won't. Uh, but it's a great song, and, and it went around, and it went, it went through Christian. It was actually one of the most sung and most popular songs for, I, I don't know, probably at least a decade, a decade and a half. It was why? Because it was talking about the power of God's love. Tonight, I don't want to talk about just some sort of love. I want to talk about the power of God's love. There's power in God's love. And I want us to talk about how we can respond to the power of God's love. Um, I haven't got given the, the guys my scriptures tonight, but you can listen and write the references down if you'd like. But I want to start with Ephesians chapter 3, verses 18. And, and we've read this scripture a few times in the, in the heart of the church. It's Ephesians 3, chapter 18. And I'm reading it out of the New Living Translation. And I want to just start with trying to bring a, a, a sort of a context. And it says this, And may you have the power, that's that word power again, to understand as all God's people should. Now right there, you know, Paul's just saying, you should be able to understand this. You should know this. So I'm like, okay, thanks, Paul. Just let's hold back. And he says this, May you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. And then it says this, May you experience the love of Christ. May you experience the love 
of Christ. I don't know tonight. Maybe some, maybe we have experienced God's love, but do we run on experiencing God's love? Do we, do we experience God's love all the time? Do we hold on to what God has for us? May you experience God's love, though it is too great to understand fully. That's a great scripture, church. Because I like that scripture because it says, you know, when, you know when you've had one of those moments when you've just known that God is there. When, when, when you just know that, oh, no, no matter, no weapon formed against me will prosper. I, I thank you, Lord. I can, I can sense your presence right now. I just know that you're here and you're, you're willing to get back up and jump back on the horse and you're, and you're ready to go again. Yeah, yeah I, we like those moments. But guess what? That wasn't the end moment. Because if we can never fully understand it, I'm waiting for the next moment and then the next moment and the next experience and the next experience because I believe that God wants to blow us away with his true love. Then you will be made complete with all fullness of life and the power that comes from God. The power that comes from God. So in reading the scripture if we're talking about the love of God, we're talking about the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. It's the love of God that actually brings completeness into our, spirit, our, our life. It's nothing that we do. It's nothing that we try and achieve. It's, 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 it's letting the power, letting the love of God minister into our life and it brings power. Um, just think about this. In the natural for a second, it says, and may you have the power to understand all God's people should. How wide? So let's look at this this building right now. This building is from there. Just let's just use this wall. It does go a little bit further, but it's easier to understand in here. So it goes from there to there. That's wide right now, right? That's wide. And then it says how long. And so we've got from, from there to there, right? It's not too much to handle on a Sunday afternoon on a public holiday. But then it says also how high. So we're looking at how wide and how long, but then how high. That's the, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but that's the tricky part. Because I can understand from there to there, I can calculate, I can sort of figure that, oh, yeah, why? But then if it's going in that direction as well, and if God's eternal, and, and, and we try to measure and limit him, that's just everywhere. So there's no possible way that we can actually fully obtain or fully grasp, as the Scripture says, his love. And that's just amazing to me. I, I think, you know, we always like to try and box God in. We always like to try and put him and so that we can comprehend him. Why don't we just agree tonight that we're not going to be able to comprehend God's love? It's just too wide. It's just too long. It's just too high tonight. And, and guess what? All of that, oh yes, all of that is for you tonight. All of it, not just the wide part. I mean, some of us are just happy with the wide part. It's not that funny, right? Are you laughing at me? Right. <laughs> and some of us are just happy with the, the long part. But man, the, then the high part, I'm like, that's crazy. There's so much of God and so much of his love that he wants to give you. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty. There's nothing that he can not do. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. 
It's the, it's the wedding scripture. It's, it's the love is patience, love is kind, love is this and love is that. And, and it's a great scripture because, uh, you know, you go back to it and go, oh, okay, I need to work on this, I need to work on this. But at the end of the scripture, it says this, there's three things that will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So if we take that scripture, we add it to the other scripture, we take going that way forever, and 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 that way forever. How much does God love you? How much does God love you? In Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 to 40, it says this, Teacher, which is the most important commandment? In the law of Moses, Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the, de- uh, all, and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Wow. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind. I, again, I don't think it's a coincidence that there's three areas. I don't think it's a coincidence that there's three areas. I think, you know, if we, we can actually say, you know what? My mind wants to go there tonight. I'm not going to be able to figure it out, but I'm just going to give my mind permission to go, God is everlasting. God is never ending, and His love is that for me. We can receive that tonight in our in our soul, and we can believe that in our heart tonight. In our heart tonight, my prayer is that in your heart tonight, you will know the undeniable love of God for you, the undeniable love of God. We also read in John three sixteen, for God so. Love the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever may believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world. He, he had everlasting love. He, he, he put that all in. He gave it all in because he loved the world so much that he would give his one and only son. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. And my challenge, though, for us, and I'm going to unpack some words in a second, is it says we need to love the Lord your God with all our soul, with all our mind, and all all our heart, all soul, and our mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. But in the line of enlarge and enlargement, it says the second is equally important. It says love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So. Here's the thing tonight, when, when God is saying, I'm, I'm love that way, I'm love that way, I'm love that way, I'm that way, and that way, and that way, I'm, I'm everlasting love. I want you to bring everlasting love to your neighbor. I want you to bring everlasting love to the people that are around you. I want you to, I want you to put your heart, I want you to put your soul, I want you to put your mind into the people that I love too. It's the message of God. It's the message of His heart. 
in 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 the Bible, there's uh, excuse me. Um, I'm reading this in English, right? And that's a challenge for me. But I'm going to venture out tonight into Greek. Uh, and in fact, I was doing a little bit of research. And um, and if you're a scholar on this, uh, I thank you for your opinions uh, after afterwards. And I'm just going to do my best. Um, but but with this with, with the word love, uh, the English dictionary is very simple. Love is love. There's no other words that we have for love. Well, there's there's different uh, uh, feelings. There's different uh, emotions that we have. But when it comes to love, there's not another word that describes the word love. In the Greek language, there's actually what I have been told and read six. Uh, but I'm going to talk about four and mainly two. All right, and and so so, I, but I want to unpack the four because I, I need you to just understand this because when we get back to the beginning, we're going to have a new sense of what I believe and what God wants to do tonight is just knowing His love. Is that cool? All right, and if I pronounce some of these words wrong, that's okay. You just go Google it; it'll be fine. The first word that I want to talk about is is this this word for love, which is called uh, phileo. And its and its its definition is it's a it's a con, it's a companionable love. Uh, this love speaks of affection and fondness or liking. Um, it is a love that is called out of one's heart as a response to pleasure one takes in a person or an object. Um, it is love that responds to kindness or appreciation, or it involves giving us a well uh, uh, giving. It involves giving as well as receiving, um, and and so that's phileo. It's a uh, what a, it's high, it's a higher love than eros, which is what I'll cheer about soon, because it's our happiness rather than my happiness. Um, this love is called out of one's heart by qualities in another, and so so that's the first one, phileo. Right? It's like a it's like a. Uh, it's not quite brotherly love. It's like the friendship love, all right? Hey, who's a friend here tonight? Hey, you, uh, this is the sort of love that you might um, give to a friend. And uh, so we might get some examples of this soon. That's all right. Um, the next word that I want to just share with you, the definition is, is actually agape. It's, agape is, uh, is called out of one's heart by the preciousness of the object love. It is a love of esteem or evaluation. It has the idea of prizing. It is the noblest word for love in the Greek language. Uh, it, uh, agape is not kindled by the merit or worth of its object, but it originates in its own God-given nature. God is love. It delights in giving. This love keeps on loving even when the loved one is unresponsive. Even if the loved one is unkind, even if the loved one is unlovable and unworthy, it is an unconditional love. Only the good of the one desires, desires sorry, only the good of the one loved. It is a consuming passion for the well-being of others. Uh, the next one I want to just share quickly is storge, which is uh, the def- this love has its 
basis in one's own nature. Storge is a natural affection or a natural obligation. It is a natural movement or of, of a soul for a husband or wife or child or dog. It's, it is quite abiding it is quite an abiding feeling with a man that rests on something close to him that he feels good about. It's, uh, and then the last one that I'm going to talk about tonight is Eros. This is the love. It is erotic love. Eros is the love of passion and over, um, overmastering passion that seizes and absorbs itself into the mind. That's right. That's when you see a girl walking down the street and you think, I'd like to marry her. You start thinking those thoughts in your head. This is the, this is the, this is basically the foundation of those, this is that love, which is the foundation of those, those uh, stimulants, chemistry, all that sort of stuff happening in your head. All right, we need some examples to spice this up. So, we're definitely getting Roy and Sophie up, because we need Roy and Sophie. We need Roy and Sophie. Come on, Roy and Sophie. These guys are great. These guys are great. All right, and 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 obviously my other great friend who has participated in uh, one event, and he he needs to come up as well. Luke, why don't you come up? Luke, come on, Luke. Yeah. Great, because you're you're going to be great for this as well. And uh, and who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Let's get um, let's get. We need. We need. We need. Is he here? Where's, is Finn here? He was. Finn, where's Finn? Where's Finn? Oh, Finn. When you're ready, mate, just come down here. We need you. Yes, sir. No, take your time. No. Pizza's going to be here in 10 minutes, mate. We need to hurry. All right. Okay, real quick then, real quick. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Okay. Let's let's start off with 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 this again. Um, <laughs> all right. We'll just start with the first two. Um, but we're using these guys in all different ways. Okay. So I want you to understand this. this is, let's start with the agape love. All right. This is the this is the this is what it's called. It's called out of one's heart by the preciousness of the object love. It is a love of esteem of evaluation. It has the idea of prizing. It is the noblest word for love in the Greek language. Uh, let's see. This love keeps on loving even when the loved one is unresponsive, unkind, unlovable, unworthy. It is unconditional love. Uh, desires only the good of the one loved. So if this was a game show, <laughs> obviously out of that, in this relationship here. <laughs> oh dear, should have got them up one at a time. So if I was to ask Roy and Sophie, I'd say, would you guys sort of agree that you may have that type of love for each other? Consider it, all right, yeah. When you said I do, you do, all right? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's, let's keep going down. Um, there's the storge, which we talked about. This love has its basis in one's own nature, 
Uh, storge is a natural affection of natural obligation. It's a natural move, move, movement of a soul for a husband or wife, child or dog. Notice they didn't have cat in here. All right, all right. So let's, let's just for this example, let's just move Roy out to the side just a little bit and, and let's bring Luke into the situation. All right, because obviously, uh, you know, obviously, uh, obviously here we're, we've got, you know, a similar, I'm pretty sure these guys would I have a bit of that agape love, but probably more they would have this storge love for each other. They would, you know, we would look after each other, we would fight for each other, we would die for each other sort of thing, but it's a natural love. It's a, it's a, it's a blood relationship, right? You, you are brothers and sisters, right? Just check in there. I knew that, I knew that. But um, it's a natural love, right? There's this, you know, I know that if, if, if Sophie called, Luke would be there, right? If Sophie asked, not a, not a, no doubt Luke would be there. But if Luke called, guess what? Sophie would be there as well. So there's that relationship of love right there as well. Let's, let's keep going. And then uh, there's, let's go back up to the top to the uh, phileo love. Phileo is a companionable love. This love speaks of affection, fondness, of liking, it is a love that is called out of one's heart as a response to pleasure. One takes in a personal object as a love that responds to kindness, appreciation, of love. Okay, so let's bring Luke and Sophie over here for a second. But see, I know that these guys over here have been best mates for a, for a few years now. How, how, when did you guys meet each other? I'm asking guys details. Mm. <laughs> Mum knows. <laughs> About 18 years. So they, they experienced this brotherly type love, this phileo type love. And so, you know, there's, there's this sort of like this uh, storge love where they probably say, hey, man, I need you. Can you come over? Yeah, yeah, sure. No way. But really, they're, they're out working this phileo type love and, and, and all that. And so, so that's awesome. And then the last one that we've talked about, and there's going to need to be a change just letting you know, is the, <laughs> is, the, is the Eros love. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me help you out. Luke, you need to sit down, and Fen, you need to sit down. There's, there's no part for you guys in this. All right. This is the love that... that, that that takes you to those different places, all right? Those places that you enjoy one another, and it's great because they're married, they're loved, loving each other, and it's a good thing. And so that's the that's the that's that love that they have for each other. They they share themselves with one another. Right? We're all mature here right now. All right, thank you guys. You can sit down. Fantastic. All right. All right. All right. So we we got that just a little bit. I know there's a bit of teaching in there, and and it's 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 a little bit in the afternoon. But let's concentrate on two: the agape love and the phileo love. I want to I want to share with you a scripture as we finish, almost finish. In John chapter twenty-one. 
Now let's let's grab your grab your Bibles, open your Bibles to John chapter twenty one. And because what we're praying for tonight is that we'll pray for the power of the Holy Spirit. We're praying for the love of God. We're We've talked about how wide. We've talked about how deep. How, we've talked about how long. We've, we've talked about how, how, how that we're supposed to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. We're supposed to also love our neighbor in the same way. And we know that the love of the Lord is everlasting. And he's telling us now that we need to love our neighbor as that as well. And so let's read this account. We've got... John chapter 21, and a little bit of background if, if you don't know this, but basically um, Jesus is talking with Peter, and Peter makes this bold declaration that he will stand up for him no matter what. And Jesus turns around to him and says, you know, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. And as Jesus was being led away to to to, to, to go before the, um, the, the Romans and guards and, and Pilate and all that sort of stuff, as Jesus was being led away, um, there comes these times where Peter denies Jesus, and he denies him three times. And so he's gone from this place where he's pumped up. He's like, I'll do anything for you, God, whatsoever. But then because of different challenges or different accusations, Peter says, you know what? I'm going to ignore that I know you, Jesus. And so Jesus dies. He rises again on the third day. And then he, they, he sees the disciples a little bit. And we get to this point where Peter decides to go fishing again. And in this, it says, um, and, and they're out fishing, and then they see Jesus on the shore. And this is the point we were getting to. And so Jesus calls Peter to come and have some breakfast with him. And, um, and this is where we're getting to. And uh, let's just start on chapter 21 and verse 12 of John. He says, Now come and have some breakfast. Jesus said, None of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Oh, sorry. Come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said, yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. He says this, then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. And then he says, then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. And I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you like. You dressed yourself and, and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you were old, you'll stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. This, Jesus said this to let him know how he was, what kind of death he would be would glorify God with. Okay, in this, real quick, because we're we're running out of time. It says this. Obviously, in this in this conversation, the word love is thrown around a few times. And it's so important as what, what we need to understand is 
what word were they using? Because then we understand why are these three just repeating? Is it one of those repeating games? You know, my, my sons play with each other. They just, they just say the same things back and forth all the time. But, you know, it wasn't one of those games. There was actually a, a really important um, conversation going on. Let, let me just share. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Bible with the description of the word thrown in there. So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? This is the agape love. He's, this is the words that Jesus used. This is the word. Um, this is the feeling that God, Jesus is using. This is the total commitment and devotion type love. He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. But Peter replies in the phileo with a deep personal affection as for a close friend. Jesus said to him, well, feed my lambs. Again, he said to him a second time, son of John, do you have do you love me? And this is the agape love that Jesus is talking about with total commitment and devotion. He said to him, yes, Lord, you, you know I love you. This is the phileo love that Peter is replying in with a deep personal affection. As far as a close friend, um, Jesus said to him, shepherd my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? This is the phileo love. So Jesus has changed. Jesus has changed his word now. So, son of John, do you love me with a deep personal affection for me as for a close friend? Peter was grieved that he asked him. And the third time, do you really love me? Which is the phileo type of love. So, so Peter replies three times with the phileo deep friendship love. But the, when Jesus was talking, the first two times he asked him was about the agape love, the love of God. The love of God. See, what Jesus was trying to get across to Peter is that, hey, I'm asking you right now, do you love me the way I love you? And some of us tonight have got to answer that question. Some of us tonight have got to know that in your spirit. Some of you are just replying in a deep, nice friendship type of reply. This is not the reply that Jesus is asking for. Jesus is asking for the reply of what He's wanting to give to you, what He's prepared to give to you, what He gave to you on the cross. Some of us need to know that reply in our spirit tonight. It's the agape Kind of love. Why don't we jump the music team up? That'd be great. See, the 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 problem here is that if we choose not to comprehend and understand the type of love that God is trying to show and give us, you will reduce Jesus. To what he gives you. Does that make sense? See, because Peter didn't reply or Peter didn't understand, Peter didn't maybe know, maybe Peter was still feeling a bit stink because he denied Jesus. Maybe he had his head bowed and his eyes closed and he was just like, oh, yes, Lord, you know I love you. I know a lot of Christians who live like that. But come on, the Bible says there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. It says the Bible, the Bible says that He died for our sins, past, present, and future. Come on, tonight you need to know that 
there's this undeniable, unfathomable love of God that He loves you tonight. Stop trying to say, Lord, I know you're there, but you're just a friend. No, He wants to give you so much more tonight. He wants to pour out His Spirit tonight. He wants to pour out His heart to you tonight. He wants to love you tonight like you've never been loved before. But our response can sometimes make Jesus change. Jesus starts off and He says, do you love me more than these? And He goes, yeah, then feed my lambs. It's spring. Don't you love those little lammies bouncing around? Oh, they look so cute. You know what's cute is when they've been, no. (laughs) The example's just gone right out the window. Those little lambs, they're just bouncing around there. They're like, oh, you you know what I mean, eh? Oh, that's so cute. That's so cute. And then he says to Peter, do you love me more than these? And he goes, then shepherd my sheep. So he goes not from just feeding, not from just teaching the little ones, but he's saying, I want you to shepherd. I want you to shepherd. When, when Jesus talks about shepherding, He talks about how He was prepared to leave the 99 behind and go and look for one because that's what a shepherd does. That, that, that's the heart of a shepherd. That's the agape love of a shepherd no matter what. No matter whether you're unlovable, no matter whether you're unworthy, no matter whether you've run off, no matter whether where you are right now, the agape love, the shepherd. The shepherd wants to love you. The shepherd loves you tonight. That's the love of God. And then he says, okay, we'll just feed my sheep. If that's the love that you want, we'll just just feed my sheep. But friends tonight, God's called us to be shepherds. So let's step into that love. But the problem is some of us are here and like, we're just treating God like a brother. We're just treating God like a like a friend, a dear friend that we that we just relate to every now and then. Can I say that it's the agape love that God has for us? If we rewind, rewind back to all those scriptures that I shared in the beginning, Ephesians chapter three eighteen. And you may have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how high, how deep, how long. His lovers, that's the agape word right there in the Greek. May you experience the love of Christ, the agape love of Christ. Not the filet, not the friend, but it's the agape, the First Corinthians 13. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. It's the agape love. It's not the filet, friend. It's the agape love. And the greatest of this is love, the agape love. In Matthew chapter 22, it says, Teacher, what is the most important commandment in the law? It says this, to love your Lord with all your God, with all your heart, all your soul, and to love your neighbor. It's the agape love. Can we enlarge tonight? Can we ask the Lord to just love us again? 
Can we ask the Lord to expand our heart? John 3.16, for God so loved the world. It's the agape love. It's the agape love. Friends, I want to just say, I really believe tonight God wants to pour out fresh love over your life. But it's not love as we would understand it. It's the love of God, how He wants to share it with you. So why don't we let Him? Why don't we break down some of the barriers? Why don't we break off some of the hurts? The Bible says to guard our hearts, for out of it flow the issues of life. If you're in a prison and there's a guard on the outside, who has the ability to unlock the door? It's not a trick question. The guard. The guard has the ability to unlock the door. When that scripture says, guard your heart, so what are you? You're the guard. You're the guard. So you have the ability tonight, friend. Will will you... Maybe will you reach into that pocket and grab that key that's just been right down? Maybe you've even hidden it in your sock and in your shoe because you just don't want to deal with it. You don't want to, you actually just don't want to be vulnerable enough to even believe that there's someone so strong and so powerful and so loving that you could be loved like that. When we jump to our feet and let the Lord wash over us tonight.